Hey guys, we're back again. Russell Robertson live. One of the best to come out, one of the diamonds, or should I say one of the emeralds, to come out of uh, Ireland, other than Jimmy and Sean, was Ty Canelli. Now, Ty, tall, fast, uh, skillful, good leader, big engine, could run all day. I know this because I played on him. Um, I hated playing on him because he was just always on the move. He had so much energy and could jump. He's the son of a County Kerry Gaelic champion. I think five-time champion, actually. Um, the only Irishman, Ty Canelli, to win Dovo. He's the only Irishman to win both the Australian Premiership medal and the All-Ireland champ medal as well for County Kerry when he went back there to play. He played 197 games uh, for the Sydney Swans and he kicked 30 goals. Absolute superstar. And I found a little funny clip of him uh, during the week. Dave, I think you've got it there. If you could chuck that up. Have a look at this before I jump straight Ollie, in. Ty, what's your nickname at the club? Irish. Very original. Very original. Who did you bag for as a kid? Uh, Kerry, my father's team. Gaelic football growing up. What did you want to be when you were growing up? Uh, play football for Kerry like my father. And you did? And I did. What's your favourite food? Food have to be spuds, potatoes, all type. Baked potato, mashed potato, boiled potato, and then try some chips in with that. So, yeah, I'm a big spuds, man. You're not really living up to that Irish stereotype <laughs> at all. <laughs> um, what's your favourite place to holiday? Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> what's your hidden talent? My hidden talent, yeah. Irish chief. <laughs> I'm a great Irish folklore singer. And I like telling myth stories. I love, uh, I love story time. <laughs> I sit around the uh, sit around the campfire, you know, eat my potatoes and selling selling mid stories. <laughs> What's your interest outside of footy? Irish folklore stories. <laughs> this is hilarious. <laughs> this is gonna be good material. Be good. <laughs> What's your superstition before a game? Hey, I'm Irish. <laughs> We're all with superstition. Do you go looking for a full Irish? Hey, go, mate. What an introduction, Robert. <laughs> that is impressive. That's one of the best I've ever heard. <laughs> I worked long and hard at that, mate. Long and hard. It's, it's actually better than my own introduction that I gave myself. <laughs> which is, I love it. It's, this, this show is about Melbourne Football Club, yeah? Uh, yes, it is. What's yeah. the title of this show? <laughs> Rob <Rough> Island. <laughs> <Rough online. laughs> You know me. You know me, mate. <laughs> I love the attention. I'm, I'm and, with you. I'm with you, man. Uh, All these yeah. washed-up ex-footballers, we've got to cash in That's, somehow. Mate, we've got, to, we've got to. What else have we got? We've got nothing anymore. <laughs> we've got to, mate, you've got to work on the Ty Ellie show. The Ty Ellie, <laughs> the Irish show. <laughs> yeah, let's go. A bit of Irish dancing, some spuds and Guinness, man. I'm telling you, that's a hit right there. Uh, look at I that. probably get look Colin Farrell to play, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm getting Brad Pitt. Hey, what about that? Uh, back, what about the background there, mate? You, you look like you're not in Ireland, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> One day of the year, it was about 50 years ago, on a day like this in Ireland, but I'm in uh, I'm in River Beach. <laughs> Chilling. Yeah, one more week, skinny latte, please. Thanks. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes. You are. Uh, 
You are kidding yourself. I know where you are right now because I know that you're working for GWS at the moment. You're in the west of Sydney and you've, you've worked the IT a little bit and put that wash in the background. Well played. <laughs> well, I'm learning off these young folks. Have a look at me. Yes. I'm one of the cool kids now. Well, I love Irish anyway. We'll stick with that one, mate. And uh, look, I, the reason I've got you on, of course, the big game is coming up uh, this weekend. Our two mobs are going to fight it out. A uh, bit of a... Um, it's going to be interesting, and we'll get into it later. But I want to talk about talk about you first. It's going to be an interesting game because Sydney have had the wood over us for a, for a while now. So I'm looking forward to a big clash. We'll take that apart in a minute. But let's talk about you first, Irish. And and I want to jump straight into because the Melbourne supporters that are watching right now, we love our Irish man Jimmy Steins. We still do wherever he is now. But we we we've always he has he holds a special place in not just the Melbourne Football Club but within the AFL VFL psyche. Um, what was he like for you as a young Irish boy coming out, part of that Irish experiment? Yeah, man, he's the reason I was here. Uh, honestly, Robert, you know, you, when you have someone with the same background as you and being able to achieve what Jimmy achieved, it just gave you confidence and belief to go, you know what, I can actually do this because yeah. someone from your own, your own neck of the woods, basically, and neck of the woods being 15,000 kilometres away. So, But yeah. it, was, uh, it you know, he just gave you belief. And um, Jimmy, you, you know, Jimmy, well, obviously that... His ability to make you feel uncomfortable and the growth yes. that you get from from uh, from being uncomfortable. Uh, yes. Yeah, incredible, man. I was I was 18 years of age and he brought me down to Melbourne and you know, I went to watch some footy and he had a had a had a, a gathering of about a thousand people and it was for reach. And um, you know, he's yeah. talking about oh, we've got this special guest up and you know, he, I'm going, This is gonna be awesome, you know, and then um, yeah. I'm sitting in the crowd and he's going, Yeah, he's all the way from Ireland. I'm like, who's this? And I'm Looking around, who's this bloke? And he's got his Ty Canelli. I was like, just <laughs> absolutely froze, man. And he's got me to stand up, up on stage in front of a thousand people with no microphone, none, nothing, uh, no introduction, no one else, just me, sorry. Yeah. And off I went. I was like, it was incredible. Um, I was yeah. 18 years of age, but as you know, I can talk underwater, Robert. So I'm all right. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. I was able to get yes. it. <laughs> I know that. I'm pretty sure you used to be like this out on the field when we were playing near each other. You're like, shut up, mate. <laughs> oh, mate on the game. <laughs> I used to love playing against you, Robert. It was, it was such a such a breeze. You know, just get the ball to the ground and he's off. Get the ball to the ground and this block will not move. No, I'll give you this. You could you could have a highlight. I'll give you that. Uh, yeah, you might have won. Highlight, I'll say. I'm, I'm going getting three Bronner votes. I've had 35 and 25 rebounds from <laughs> D50 and I've kicked two. But you've had your highlights. I'll give you that. Yeah. As long as I've had one highlight, I'm a happy man. And I reckon I'm pretty sure... You were told, whoever it was, Rosie, hey, run off this guy because he doesn't like to chase. Is that what you're copped? <laughs> yeah, one of the statement. It's it's a bit like myself going out Western Sydney, you know, getting a nosebleed. You were the same if you left your forward fifty. <laughs> like, you just grab your nose and you'd be like, oh, what? what? Someone else? Yeah, you got him. You got him. Yeah, sorry. Uh, no, so, yeah, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't your best asset, was it? I was. I was just trying to be smart. I'm like, well, you go, you can, because you were. Just, I was always just say the back of your head, that 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 nude nut of yours, just running away from me. Like, well, I hope he doesn't get it because I'm going to wait here and get it on the way back. <laughs> sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Hey, I don't want to talk about that, but I do want to talk about. No, no, let's uh, talk about you. Let's keep talking about you. Okay, <laughs> okay. twist of my arm. No, no, no. The Sydney Swans, mate. The blood spirit. Um, we we obviously know a lot about our club down here, and we. We don't get to uh, really understand that psyche, the real inner workings of the Sydney Swans. Um, it's a proud spirit, isn't it? And uh, it's something that's just developed over, I guess, the last mm -hmm. century. The blood spirit. What is 
the blood spirit to you and then go from that and talk to me about that premiership because are you the only Irishman or the first Irishman to win a premiership in the AFL? Yeah, one and only. Um, I'm lucky enough to uh, be the one. Jimmy obviously won the, the Bronner. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that was up to last year. Another two boys in Zach and uh, Mark O'Connor, obviously last year at Geelong. But uh, the two yeah. boys don't have an All Ireland medal, so I'm still yeah. only blocking the world with an All Ireland <laughs> medal. The, and, I haven't uh, got yeah. the two. <laughs> you're talking to you're talking to mate. You're a lucky man, Robert. The blood's culture, there was a big shift when Andrew Arlen and Ruzi took over, you know, about attaching ourselves to the history of the club. And as and, and what I mean was the history of South Melbourne and, and the relocation and, and what the club went through nearly you know, on the brink, basically, of extinction. And the people that moved up from, from Melbourne and, and the Barry Rowan that we just lost through Christmas, you know, and the, you, know, you saw the players in the weekend walking off the field with Barry Rowan's jumper. Yeah, and that's yep. tying yourself back as a football club to who you are and where you've come from in your identity piece, and that's very much fabric of what happened with the club and the change in 2002 when Ruzi and Andrew Ireland these types took over the football club. And you know, you, you understand that you're only passing through a football club, and and the legacy piece is a big part of the football club. Yeah, from yeah. a playing perspective and a football perspective, it's the trust and the care piece for me. The care that the players have for each other has always been something that's pretty special at Sydney. And I think mm -hmm. it's probably on the back of the fact that so many have to relocate from interstate that everyone understands what a young man's going through. And they are, myself, obviously, the homesickness piece. but um, and, that, and that all plays out on the football field. That care factor, yeah. the selflessness, because you understand what, what blokes are going through. Now, in a high-performance level, it can be quite difficult to do that, as you know, Rob, or the fact that blokes mm. are you know, coming for each other and you're coming to the end of a career yeah. and you're trying to be selfless and help and develop and all this, but there's a genuine care factor in that football club and, and clearly led yeah. by John Lomar and all. 100%. And you guys were for a long time, and it's, it's crazy when you think about it. There are clubs that just keep doing it, keep getting it done. There's Geelong, there's Hawthorne. They always say, well, Hawthorne seemed to be bottoming out, bottoming out right now. But for a long, long time, they've always been really competitive. And year after year, the Sydney Swans, it's unbelievable. They just keep coming back. They keep finding really good players. And that blood spirit comes through. And, and you guys, every time we played you, we knew we were up against it. And that success that you guys had through that era. Who, who on um, the West Coast Eagles, obviously, um, you know, those couple of grand finals you played against them, they must have been your toughest opponent. Who was the toughest team to play through that era? And who was your toughest opponent? Well, it certainly wasn't Melbourne. It certainly wasn't you. No. Um, <laughs> 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 I, I tell you what, to be fair, you know, what happened when Ruzian took the football club that time, you modelled what the best did. And Brisbane at that time in 2002 yes. were the best. So we modelled our game to beat the best. You know, And it's funny in a, in a way when, when the, the club in 2017-18 was going through a transition. That, John did the same thing. Looking at Melbourne, okay, let's model our game on Melbourne and beat Melbourne. And Melbourne playing grand mm -hmm. finals, winning grand finals. So in the club then all of a sudden, you get confidence as a young man going, well, you're beating the best. So if you yeah, beat the best, yeah. why don't you just go and beat beat the rest? So you've got a game plan yeah, to do it and just implement it. It's a great tactic as far as as far as getting after the best. And hence why well, I think the football club's got a good record against Melbourne recently because they started obviously those younger players going, Well, it's only Melbourne. We've been beating them the last few times because we got a game yeah. and a model to try and beat the best that are winning premierships. Um, you know, so back in that year, obviously, clearly, was the, the rivalry with West Coast was outstanding. You know, yeah. um, initially, like I said, was Brisbane. We had the wood over Brisbane a lot in that 2002. They beat us in the 2003 preliminary final. It was our last one, really, when they got they got home. They were cooked, and they, you know, the old fellas got them over the line. But um, 
yeah, definitely the West Coast period, you know. And, and playing cuz I played a bit of against Benny, you know. And I remember playing the um, I'm not sure what granny it was six or five. I, th- I think it was six. Um, yeah. and it was halfway through the third quarter, and um, myself and Craig Bolton was to get Benny when he came forward, yeah. and I was absolutely flat. I was gone. I was, you know, okay. God, I was, I was cooked. You know, I'd had my 35, and I was happy to just park it there. But we, Cuz <laughs> comes forward, and we we, we kick the goal, and me and Bolton are walking back in the middle of the MCG Grand Final, three quarter time, uh, halfway through the third. I'm going. I'm not taking them. You're taking them. I'm not taking them. I'm not taking them. I'm taking them. <laughs> Mate, That's we've cool. had a full-on argument, I'm telling you, and the ball is bounced, and Cuz is a metre and a half from me and Craig Bolton, and none of us are taking him. I said, I'm not taking him, mate. I'm absolutely cooked, mate. <laughs> so, I ended up taking him. Uh, I got both, you got it. And, uh, so, But that, that year was pretty special, you know, to play and obviously playing success and whatnot. But, mm. you know, you, you've seen it now at the minute. The, the, the competition in Sydney, for Sydney to be able to stay up, they understand in Sydney, and people have probably insulted the board, I don't understand, that the competition up here for the dog, for the membership, the sponsorship, the support base. Yeah. We don't have yeah. that foothold as Melbourne does. you know. So the, the club as a whole goes, well, we have to be competitive in the market and stay up. Yeah. You know? um, that was probably the best thing about watching Hawthorne last week, wasn't it? Seeing them bottom no. off for what they've done to I Sydney have... for the last 10 years. Absolutely. No sympathy. <laughs> no sympathy whatsoever. I hope they stayed on there for another 10 years. Yes. You know? It's oh, Ones for you know, two grand finals. <laughs> They're unbelievable, that club. They, I wouldn't go they average a premiership every three years. It doesn't look like it's going to happen, but they may amaze us. I hope. I hope <laughs> the hell it's not. Hey, another thing on Benny Cousins, he will, I understand why you didn't want to take because the guy just never knew when to sit down and stop mm. and just rest. It was just 100% mm. the entire time. And if it's not just um, mm. going home, he's running 100% just to get yeah. to somewhere. So I've come off the uh, – I reckon we, we played over there in about 2003, four. I've come off the – you know, back in the day where they used to say it's in half four, just charge in, charge in and hit someone or get the ball or whatever back when you could. So I've, I've, I was the man for that moment. I've charged in and Benny's coming for the ball. He's got his eyes on the ball. He's looking down. I'm thinking, oh, here we go. I'm going to get rid of the best player here. I'm going to knock him over. I smacked him so hard, fairly, side on both of us, but I got him a little bit on the, on the body. And I thought to myself, he's gone. There is absolutely no way he's getting up from that. So I run off about 10 metres. I turn around he's getting up and he sprints away. And I'm like, what the hell? Turned out I think he had two fractured ribs from that contest. But nah, just insane. So hard to play on. It doesn't surprise me, man. You know, the the toughness of him, you know, and I think what happens obviously with everything's happened with his off field, um, you know, everything that's gone on, it's, you know, it's, Clearly diluted the impact as a footballer that he had, and, and as an on-field footballer, he was special, you know. And uh, yeah. we all loved how ripped he was, but geez, he could play, he could get the footy, he could. He was smart, he was tough, he was inside, left foot, right foot, you know. He had it all as a footballer, yeah. and um, yeah. I think that sometimes we forget that. But yeah, he was a he was a tough bloody opponent. Now you, I want to touch lastly before we move on to the game, mate. Uh, you, you spoke a little bit about Kerry and winning the All Island Medal. Uh, that no one's done that. No one's done the two. Uh, no one else has done a, a, a an Irish jig on a uh, premiership dais too. So I don't think Colin Farrell's got enough in his repertoire to actually play you. There's so much that you've done. But you, you're a proud Kerry man and you wanted to get back and get that done. I know it was hard for you because we talked about this. It was, uh, it was hard to get over there and life and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. How did you actually get that done? Yeah, I suppose people that are listening or watching. I um, I grew up 
like most young men, you know, idolizing their old man. And uh, the mm -hmm. fact of the matter was my old man had captain Kerry and won five premierships or all Ireland's for Kerry. Yeah. So I had a lot of, not to live up to. And I think when I came out here initially, you know, he gave me the, I suppose, the go ahead to come out. If he'd ever said, don't, don't come out, I would never have done it, you know, but then he passed away six weeks after we won the premiership in 2005. And I, I think from that moment on, I was like, well, I've got to do this. This is something I want to do. I want to try and do what my old man did and, and win in all Ireland, yeah. you know, so, um, and I'd had a couple of injuries in seven and eight and you know, yeah. dislocations and whatnot. So I was thinking I'm getting on, I'm getting old, I need to go and do it now. So I ended up getting yeah. back there on nine, nine and um, it was pretty tough. The, the shift, because I'd spent 10 years in, in, in Sydney, so the shift from a wrong ball to the over ball again, I found it a lot harder to actually shift yeah. from the from the over ball back to the wrong ball. You know, the wrong ball to the over mm. ball actually wasn't, was, was, was okay. But um, yeah, I was lucky enough to, to get back down and, and win the All-Ireland. You know, it was a pretty special year, obviously. It was quite quite emotional for my for my mom and, and family and clearly myself, obviously, after. Mm. Um, you know, I think the expectation of the whole lot, I felt more pressured in that year alone than I did in 14 years playing as a professional athlete. Just mm. the pressure mm. I put on myself and, you know, the history and whatnot is, of my family yeah. and my dad and whatnot. But um, not to say there wasn't the pressure as a professional footballer but I think it's probably the pressure I put on myself to do it so it was a pretty special moment you know and something that I'll never forget and um, yeah. I'm clearly a very proud proud Irish man proud Kerry man and trying to instill that in my, my young kids now they have no idea I got my young fella giving me the <laughs> my four year olds giving me a great Irish accent it's outstanding I got my daughter doing Irish dancing and I'm trying to get the two boys up there to do some Irish dancing in Sydney so yeah, yeah you gotta keep it yeah. going Rob they don't have an Irish accent the kids at all they don't have a little twang, twang in there not not one little bit. Wow. Not, not even oh. a, it's a, a couple of fuck a lost galga. It's a couple of words <laughs> in Irish. That's it. Yeah. Mate, you just got to get them over there. Get them assimilated. Get them over there. Big holidays. They'll come back with a little bit of it. Mate, the last two times these two clubs have met, mate, you've got us. Tell me why Sydney have the water so over us at the moment. And and then we'll crack into this game and uh, what it's going to be like in the MCG or something. I reckon it's Sydney's speed. The way Sydney have moved from the ball so aggressively the past couple of times that they've played, and it's it's something that's shone and has shifted in the football club over the last 18 months. Everyone thinks of Collingwood with their aggressive ball moving them on, but you look at that, that half-back line and, and what they've got down there, you know. They, they've got a lot of blokes that played like Tykenelli. Oliver Florent, <laughs> Nick, Nick Blakey. Yeah, not as good. Braden Campbell. Yeah, not as good, not as good looking. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's a, their aggressive ball movement is something that gets, I think, Melbourne and the speed at which they're able to move the ball. Sydney, remember, uh, probably four, maybe five years ago, and a really bad record at DMCG. Win about actually changing that by playing with speed and opening and spreading and stretching the ground off yep. and playing, yep. understanding, well, if we're to win a premiership, we've got to do it at DMCG, so we've got to play a style. And that's yeah. what Sydney have done. They've shifted the way they play the ground. You know, it, it's something, and to the detriment of what they've done at home games in, at the SCG. But again, last yeah. week, you know, their ability to open the ground up and go through the middle, whoa, yeah. it's so aggressive, you know, and people yeah. think of Collingwood. And I think that's what, that gives the, the looks to the kids that they've got forward now, Logan McDonald and the types. And the forward line is just impressive on paper. You know, Haywood, Papley, obviously Logan, Bud comes in. You know, you've got some kids there that you know, they are very impressive. And, and that's what I, um, Isaac jumping on people's heads. Mm. Oh, and and some goal kickers in the forward line. And Logan was amazing last week, and 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 Joel as well. Big tall timber. You get Buddy back. Uh, lucky we've got May coming back into the side because I reckon mm. I reckon you're walking into that as a backman. You're walking into that forward line going, geez, they're tall. We're going to have to be an absolute best today. Um, Lever and May. They've got some size. 
um, it's going to be probably where the game's won and lost, I would have thought. Because that's probably where Melbourne... There's a couple of things that Melbourne did wrong last week and it started at the contest. Middle of the ground, we weren't able to get uh, our game going out of the uh, the stoppages. Mm-hmm. But also, those big forwards in Brisbane were able to probably clunk the ball. Yeah. So they'll need to stop that this week, won't they? Well, I think Melbourne, you're going to get your looks obviously forward to the ball, you know, and you, it's just what it, you can stop the, 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 I suppose, the effects of Sydney's ball use going forward when, from that, that group. You know, I, I don't think it's the tours that will worry him, you know, because I think May, May will get the Franklin. He's had, he's had the wood on him recently, you know, and he plays him really well. So, the week off would probably suit, but obviously with his freshness. But um, you know, who then goes to, you know, Amadi or, or Logan, and then Isaac gets off the chain, you know, and, and yeah, Papley. Yeah. So you've you've just they've got a depth, and I think also the Swans' midfield depth is as big as anyone in the country now. Obviously, Mills has stepped up as a midfielder. Clearly, was a an intercept half back, but he's last eighteen months in midfield. You try and Errol Goulding, who's just an absolute jet now. He's becoming one of the stars of the competition, getting big numbers. But you're right. I think forward of the ball would be the issue for Melbourne if they can limit the the effectiveness of the ball coming out and help, which will help obviously clearly the Melbourne defenders. Hundred percent. And you talk about Callum Mills, Luke Parker, Errol Goulding. 28 possessions, two goals for Callum uh, last week. Luke, mm-hmm. one goal, 27 possessions. And then Errol with 28 posses. They look really, really good in there. And they're going to have to be good, aren't they, if they're going to be playing against one of the elite in the competition. Because Clary was, I mean, I know we talk about their midfield stoppages. Yeah. Maybe the upset apple cart there was Max going down with his knee injury. Mm-hmm. But they weren't able to win those stoppages. But Clary was still at his devastating best in terms of possession, getting a metres gained. It was probably the other guys that weren't quite up to standard. Mm-hmm. So... You've got, like you said, two of the best midfield groups going head-to-head this week. I actually can't wait to see this contest. Yeah, I'd love to see this as a grand final. You know, the two teams in the competition, you know, I think that really, you know, match up all over the ground well. And they're they're playing a style of football that, you know, you want to go and watch and play and and, and watch and see, sorry. And that's it'd be exciting if you would, but that's I'm yeah I'm with you on this. I'm really excited to watch this game play and, and see it play out. You know, I think clearly the Swans have confidence over the past two weeks. Mm. Who they've beaten, you know. Well, yes, they can, but all due respect, obviously, where Gold Coast and Hawthorne are at at the minute, and this mm. is the, the big challenge. You're playing a, a top four team that want to, you know, push on and try and get back into the grand final. Clearly, they'll be hurting last year. Melbourne, the first final, went straight out in, in straight sets. And, you know, mm. it hasn't happened for a long time in, in the competition. And I think it's a big moment for Melbourne Football Club to try and let on a statement to the competition going, hang on a second, don't forget about mm. us. You, know, you can have your Collingwood in town and, and they're talking about Richmond with the, you know, they got some big boys back in Carlton. Hang on a second. We're still the big boys in town. We only won a premiership a couple of years ago. So I think it's a big yeah. game for the Melbourne Football Club around the statement piece. 100%. 100%. Couldn't agree with you more. Uh, Ruckman, uh, how important are they, mate? Obviously, I know, but uh, for the, our supporters out there, we lose Max, but we've got Brody Grundy who can step in and probably show what he's got now. That's another interesting piece for this game, isn't it? It is. It's a huge piece. I think that's that's the piece, obviously, where you're, you're paying the big dollars to go and get Brody. The impact that yeah. Ruckman had. You know, the Swans didn't have one for quite a bit, quite a period of time. You know, they get hickey and it allows them to go on and play in grand finals and the value that they had. You know, Callum Sinclair was a Ruckman for a long period of time because they, you know, Naismith was injured. He was a primary Ruckman, but he's injured. So you end up playing a, a second Ruckman as your man. It just hurts you. You don't get primary use and you don't, you're not predictable and you're unreactive as a midfield group. Obviously, Brody and Gorn as two Ruckman, genuine superstars of the competition. And that's what a lot of clubs and a lot of coaches are sleepless nights when they're playing against Melbourne going, well, they're going to get first look at this midfield group of Melbourne. You know, it's it's how they actually can get on their toes and, be, and not be reactive and flat-footed, which Melbourne have seemed to be as a midfield group over the past couple of weeks. 
Yes, 100%. Uh, the, the ruck stocks, you talk about uh, Hickey being out, um, Max obviously being mm-hmm. out, it's, that's, that evens things up a fair bit there, I would have thought. So I reckon that middle of the ground is going to be the thing yeah. I'm going to be squarely, squarely looking at going, okay, because Sydney, I feel like they're doing exactly what you said, which was looking at the best in the competition and going, how are they going about it? Simon's got Melbourne playing this fast, mm. frenzied, get it forward, go, uh, fancy free football, and Sydney play almost the same way. So yep. you've got two clubs. How good would it be to have the, the two cities in a grand yeah. final this year? Let's 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 go for that. And there's one guy we haven't talked a lot about, and it's your 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 you've got a a man love with the the Chad Chad Warner. <laughs> And I think it's probably less to do with his football and more to do with his hair. Is that right? Is it a jealousy piece? Is it a jealousy thing? Oh, with oh, the... you, you, Mate, you've got to go and see his two brothers. They've got the right. same haircut. And look, <laughs> I hope his mum's not watching this, but she's a hairdresser and it's horrendous. Oh. <laughs> what is she doing? This is Warner. I'm very sorry. <laughs> the, um, yes, the, the, Chad, the Chad is out there. And... He can play. Oh. He's my favourite player by a long can, shot. You know, I love play. the way he goes about his footy. He's great. Yeah. Like, no, I've said it before. Like, he reminds me of Judd. You know, he's not as polished as yeah. Judd, but yeah. his explosiveness and his ability to take the game on, his toughness. Whoosh. Yeah. You know, hence why he's highly regarded at the football club. Absolutely. I reckon a lot of young blokes in Sydney are going to go get the Chad haircut. It's, <laughs> the it's Chad. The Chad. It's the perm and along <laughs> at the back. The party is at the back. You know the perm's back? You, can you it's back. It? I what can't believe the mate. <laughs> are you kidding me? Can you imagine going before you play your game? Saturday night, TV, big crowd. You've gone in. Don't you got a coogee? Sorry, um, yeah. Just get my weak skinny latte and um, what time the perm be finished and then I'll be finished off my fake tan and get everything bleached while I'm at it. You'd be absolutely lynched back in the day if you went and got a a perm or a bit long in the back. It's just things change, they change. I can't talk about it, Rob. I just want (laughs) to talk about his hair. I can talk about anything else, man. You've got a bit of Sean Connery going on, haven't you? I've got got the... not Sean Connery. We're talking about his name, man. I've got oh, the George, old. the George Clooney's oh, going on oh, with the grey no, hair. I was going to give it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tell everyone I got the George Clooney's. No, I, I'm still holding on to my hair, mate. So that's 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 the main thing. All right, at least I've got some. <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. Look, I'm, I'm going to have to do with Joel Selwood on it. I think it might be interesting. Yeah. To come back with, uh, with, uh, you've, got, you've got the Premiership medallion, mate. Remember that. I don't have that. <laughs> that wins. Yeah, <laughs> uh, mate. Thank you so much for jumping on Robo Live with me. I really appreciate it. I cannot wait to see this game on, on, on Sunday. Who will have bragging rights? You've had them for the last couple of years, that's for sure. But whoa, if they play like they played in the grand final last year, um, I'm hoping they play like yeah. I hope they play like that for our sake because uh, we need to get back on the winner's list. <laughs> well, that game is well and truly gone. That's in the past and that's shifted. I think that's well gone in Sydney's memory. But, uh, yeah, you're right, man. Thanks for having me, Robo. And, uh, Robo Live for the Melbourne right. Football Club or for Robo? I forgot. No, it's, well, you know, we'll work that out later. It's a bit do more I for invoice? me. Do I invoice Melbourne? <laughs> do I invoice, yeah. invoice the Melbourne Footy Club. All right. <laughs> See you, mate. Thanks, Irish. legend, brother. Thank you. Yeah, an absolute legend. I love that guy. Um, just so energetic, so much fun. Um, all-round nice guy. Very Irish. <laughs> a lot of ho- low-hanging fruit in uh, some of that um, 
back and forth. Anyway, uh, great chat. I think he's right on the money. Um, Sydney are really dangerous.